Hi, you're listening to The Whole Podcast with Becky Alcantar and Nancy Gruzy. There's a question you may not have ever considered asking. Perhaps you've been on your journey to healing for so long that getting to a place of wholeness where your brokenness, your health struggle, your mental or emotional or spiritual battle is materially complete. The prayer you've been praying has been answered and the long process is essentially done. Now what? And why does this new season, this new landscape feel so foreign and daunting? What exactly do I do next after the healing? Well, our friend and longtime Journey to Wholeness facilitator joins us for this insightful conversation as we address the question, how do I live after healing? Hi, friends. Welcome to The Whole Podcast, a production of Journey to Wholeness. I'm your host, Nancy, here with the founder and author of Journey to Wholeness, Pastor Becky Alcantara. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. And our guest today is Tiffany, one of our Journey to Wholeness facilitators. Hi, Tiffany. Hello, Nancy. Hi. Thanks for being here with us today. Yeah. We're excited to have you. Yes. Um, And kind of, which we kind of talked about a little bit before this, um, before we started recording, is just that this is really a continuation of the last couple episodes that we've been talking about, um, just full whole body healing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited about this conversation about that. So Mm -hmm. Tiffany, tell us a little bit about your story. What got you into Journey to Wholeness? What it's like being a facilitator and anything you want to share? Sure. So uh, like Nancy said, my name is Tiffany and I went into Journey to Wholeness way back when it was first called Balance Heart and Mind. And I really wanted to become a participant because I was a foster mom at the time and my family and I, we were just struggling with one of our foster kiddos and I needed to give him back, give him, a, you know, to another family. And I just really struggled because all everybody else had given up on him. And here I was another person giving up on him is what I felt. So I had a hard time forgiving myself. And so I started with balance, heart and mind, but didn't make it a priority. And so I did it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when I found out I was there for more than that one reason. Mm. And I often see that with our participants coming in. We think we're there for one reason right. and we're there for so many others. So I was there for my marriage, for childhood trauma, and uh, things just started to unravel within my body as I released emotions through that course. Mm-hmm. So that's what really brought me to. I feel like you mind. guys talk about that a lot as far as like, it's a, it's an onion and right. you're kind, kind of constantly peeling back these different layers where you might think it's something up here at the surface that you're addressing and then mm-hmm. really turns into being more and more. And just for some of the listeners, if, if they're not familiar, Balanced Heart and Mind was the name of Journey to Wholeness. Yes. Right. Right. How long ago was that? Oh gosh. Years. Uh, 2014, I want to okay, say. Okay, so a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> and it was that yeah. for a good three, four years before yeah. um, it evolved mm-hmm. um, into what it is today, a full 12-week course for yeah. men and women, couples, business owners, yeah. pastors. Um, we serve a lot of different demographics today um, as a result of, I think, really the mm-hmm. peeling back of the onion mm-hmm. layers. Um, and we, you know, our goal isn't for um, you to go through each layer painstakingly. Our goal <laughs> is actually to get to the root so that it can resolve a lot of, uh, you know, those layers. But quite honestly, you've lived a long life. And so wherever it began, there have been layers that have formed over that mm-hmm. as a result of that initiating event in your life or events. Um, because again, you have a full life with a lot of 
uh, stimuli and, and, mm-hmm. and different things affecting you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so often we will find that, you know, we, we are coming because of the symptom. And yeah, right, really what right. we're finding is the root of the symptom. And so you may come in thinking, this is what I need to address. And we find, well, actually the root lies further. And when you find that really the release um, right. and the realization and, and the freedom and the unburdening that happens mm-hmm. also means, as we've been talking about in the last few episodes, that your body now can engage in that because often uh, most of our thoughts and traumas and toxins are absorbed by our body. Yeah. And so as a result, we will then see once our body gets into, you know, Dr. Katie talked about a few episodes, you know, needing to get into a parasympathetic state. Now that your body is in a place where it knows that it's being received and attuned to mm-hmm. and addressed and loved um, in the context of a, a journey group, now it's able to release some of the things in the body that it had been kind of encapsulating mm-hmm. to free you from that as well. And so that's exactly exactly what happened with Tiffany. Tell us about that. Yeah. So mine came in a form of cancer. And so I was first diagnosed with stage one melanoma. And at that time I was like, oh, it's not a big deal. We'll just get it removed. And there's a 95% success rate Mm -hmm. that it won't come back. And then eight months later, it came back at stage three. So um, it went into my lymph nodes and we were just in a place where we had adopted our little one mm-hmm. and uh, it was really scary. So I was really confused about why am I going through this? Mm-hmm. And there were then other emotions that were tied to that as well. So I really had to look at what am I going to do about this mm-hmm. and who can I rely on, mm-hmm. right? So when we're faced with something like that, mm-hmm. um, which felt like death, I really had to turn to God mm-hmm. and surrender and got to a place where either I'm going to get the healing here on earth or I'm going to get it in heaven. Mm-hmm. And so that was complete surrender for me was mm-hmm. God, whatever your will, let mm-hmm. it be done. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. It was, it was tough, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even not um, being able to get to that place. Cause that's right. a hard place to get to. Yeah. And yet one that all of us experience in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form in Definitely. our lives. And do have you set the foundation? Have you laid the groundwork and the work that you've done and the things you've addressed to make clear the path so that you could actually address it in that way and enter fully into this relationship with God in which you were still seeking wholeness? So right. mm-hmm. your, your path and trajectory hadn't changed, but you had come to the ultimate place. It's like level, you know, level <laughs> three, apparently. <laughs> level up. <laughs> level yeah. up, right. Yeah. Because our goal isn't for um, uh, you to rely on journey to wholeness and need that on a continual basis. Right. Like we um, want to make it possible that you never need to come <laughs> around to a journey to wholeness group or intensive or, mm-hmm. or resource again um, in terms of like, Um, signing up, but that you would be equipped Equipped. um, to actually do that on your own, but not on your own with with God at your side, knowing that you can rely fully on him. And so success story for sure. Yes. Yeah. So lots of healing, lots of wholeness, lots of tools. And I think it helped that facilitators say we lead it because we need it. Yes. And so I think it helped that at the time that you were faced with that, you were a facilitator already at that point. Um, I remember her walking in right after surgery and we were like, should you be laying down? And, (sighs) And really like, just like, uh, I feel like sh- her cup really got filled up being there and being mm-hmm. around those concepts and those topics to help 
the journey along. Because just because you know some of these things doesn't mean it's not um, a challenge when you're faced with these oh, yeah. um, circumstances. So definitely. And walking into that room, I I needed it more than I think the people that were sitting around the table. <laughs> right. I was either going to be thinking about thoughts that didn't serve me or I was going to be thinking about something that does serve me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. anytime I think about God, like that's what's going to serve me. Mm-hmm. And I think that will serve everyone. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so now, and I, this is a topic we've been talking about as facilitators, but also those um, who have really um, benefited and, and continued on their journey to wholeness with the tools that we provide is, well, what happens after I get healed? Like right. what happens mm-hmm. when the cancer goes away? What happens when my marriage is um, great? What happens when the situation in my life that I came, it was a symptom of, now that's all resolved and I've gotten a deeper healing than I even anticipated. Right. Mm-hmm. Now what do I focus on? Because for a long time, we can be so focused on the battle, on the struggle, on the brokenness that at some point something shifts or has to shift or change. Otherwise you tend to be on that hamster wheel again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So how do I live after the healing is just such a great question because I had that question in mind for a long time. Mm -hmm. And for the listeners, don't wait as long as I did. Like ask right away. So um, I think the first thing we need to do is just recognize our thoughts about healing. Mm -hmm. And so for those of you listening, I want you to ask yourself, what does healing look and feel like? Mm -hmm. Your perception is going to be huge. Like mm-hmm. it's going to help you lead the way. Yeah. And I think also, um, how do you recognize when you are right. at that place? Because you yeah. can be chasing after something you've already acquired. It's, it's kind of like Eve in the garden, mm-hmm. you know, the, the serpent tempted her with saying that you will be like God. And yet she already was, she already had the gift. She already mm-hmm. had the blessing. She already had ownership and access to. And if we haven't actually asked ourselves, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. How will I know when I've, I've gotten there, then we can keep living in, in that state. Um, there's a, a psychological, term. It's, um, I think it's, oh, I might've written it down because I always forget how to say it exactly. Um, oh, it's our reticular activating system. In other words, if I don't give my brain a new framework Mm -hmm. to look for, to recognize, then it will keep operating on the one that I've been operating in, even though it no longer applies. So we can feel frustrated and we can feel antsy and we can feel agitated because we're using an old framework that Mm -hmm has been resolved. And so if we don't ask, I love those two questions. If we don't mm-hmm. ask ourselves that, we haven't actually redirected our thoughts in any way to even look for something different and start moving in that direction. Yeah, we're always going to be looking behind. Like, you know, we're never going to be able to look forward. So for some yeah. of us, it might be to be pain-free physically mm-hmm. or to be mentally and emotionally stable mm-hmm. or to have a, a, a mended marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's what healing looks like for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that and that healing looks different for everyone. Exactly, you can't just put this one blanket statement of this is the expectation of mm-hmm. when you have arrived mm-hmm. at this place, right? But for each person, that looks different. And I think what you guys are saying, even just with um, going through journey to wholeness for twelve weeks, it's a constant um, process, process of improving. And mm-hmm. so, as much as it is like to say you're finished with the process. Mm-hmm. there's still just this ongoing mindset and framework that you operate under mm-hmm. 
that is allowing you to be in that place. Right. So right. I feel like for me, I would say, well, the expectation is that this is going to be perfect. Mm. But when in all reality, maybe it's just that I'm aware of what my default is and I'm aware of what needs to change right. as or part even of the process. What, how do you define perfect? Right. And we do that yeah. a lot yeah. in journey. Yeah. We yeah. define <laughs> everything, right? But it's why we have you take an inventory when we sure. start out our journey of like, how are you feeling today? What are your struggles today? What's hard? Mm-hmm. Um, what's um, challenging? What have you had trouble addressing? Um, what did you not realize you hadn't been addressing? So that when you come to this point where mm-hmm. the skies are clearing, how did I even define what that would look like? Mm-hmm. Would I recognize it when it arrived? And right. so yeah. if you haven't done that, that's where I would suggest you start. Go back to where you started. Mm-hmm. And what were the things you wrote in your journal? What were the things that you wrote in your inventory, in your timelines, in yeah. your genograms, all the tools mm-hmm. that we use in Journey Wholeness? And how is it different today? Um, where is there redemption, but where is there healing and wholeness mm-hmm. now that I can really like... Um, physically mark for myself to see so that I can make that connection, which will open up your creativity to actually start yeah. to see what it's going to look like mm-hmm. now in this new state that you're in. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe you've gotten a glimpse of what healing looks like or feels like, but then you're waiting for that ball to drop. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. something's going to happen and I can't trust being here. Maybe it's as, you know, a headache maybe you're mm. pain free from a headache today but you know mm-hmm. or you feel mm-hmm. that you're going to have a headache tomorrow so mm-hmm. why even enjoy the moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're waiting for that ball to drop and really that's setting ourselves up for a, an inevitable expectation that right. we can't even avoid and most times it's negative mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. We're not waiting for something positive right? right? because your brain works to help you survive. And so it's going to be hypervigilant for those things Mm -hmm. that you experienced in the past. So I I often equate it to someone who's lost a lot of weight rapidly, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you still see yourself as that person. So when you go to the store, you're still going, you know, to the the women's section and not, you know, uh, I don't know, it's called something else. Uh, But, you you know, you're going to the wrong section of the store with the wrong sizes still. And people are like, why are you? That's too big for you why are you wearing that because you still see yourself from that perspective but also in what you were just saying um, you believe that everything you put in your mouth is going to cause you to go right back there and that's not reasonable although you may have temptations and you may have like food addictions you have to be conscious of one bite or one morsel isn't mm-hmm. going to mean you balloon up like a puffer fish, right? Right. And so that's and kind of that. how we look at the rest of our life in that, you know, I work through all these things, but if this if this happens, if I get a headache, that must mean that the tumor is back, yeah. right? And living in the tension and the fear of that, that really robs you from the fullness of enjoying everyday life. Yeah, and the freedom Absolutely. of that healing. Yeah. yeah. So I want to bring us to a scripture, uh, Romans seven twenty two. It says, for my inner being... I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work within me. Yes. That's waging against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner. How many of us stay a prisoner to the illness mm, or to the pain? Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too many. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's absolutely the perspective that you're operating on. Have I taken the time to actually clear that up and help my brain to actually rewire to live in and recognize um, the soundness and the wholeness and the healing that I'm now a recipient of, right? That I've worked toward, but I haven't been living in the fullness of it yet because I'm still bound by those thoughts, those fears, 
those worries that I, I used to have, that I used to live in. Right. Like they, they lived in the space with me always. Yes. And by necessity, right? But also from fear of what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens when we release that fear, um, you know, it can, living in, in this new uh, reality <laughs> can really seem like a big wilderness and can be really daunting. And I think of... Uh, the Egyptians, uh, or actually the Israelites when they, yes. you know, mm-hmm. and, and Egypt oh, yeah. when they were like, I mean, seriously, Moses, you should have just left us in slavery. Yeah. At least we had this, that, and the yep. other. And he's like, but you were a slave yeah. to these things, right? Yeah. And that's what you're saying in that scripture. Yeah. What are you still a slave to mm-hmm. that is holding you back that you look back to cause, just because it was familiar? And comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you knew you know, it, you knew how to navigate it. You know that you yeah. can just sit and it. Not to tie it to the victim mentality, but you right. you can just kind of sit in that mm-hmm. because it's easier and it's not this new wilderness like we've talked about. Right. But at some point you have to, you're going to step into the right. uncomfortability of it. Yeah. And it can right. seem ridiculous when we say comfortable. I'm not comfortable. I'm in yeah. pain every right. day. This is something right. chronic. And yet it's we're not problem. saying that like, you know, yeah. um, this feels good, but it's familiar enough to you that you know how to sink into the sofa when you get there mm-hmm. and, and abide there because you just know the drill. Mm-hmm. And now learning a new drill and learning a new way to operate and a, learning a new way to go can seem daunting. And yet that is an important part of the rewiring of our brains and renewing of our minds Mm -hmm. that scripture and science talks about. Yeah, definitely. So it's really important to focus on the scripture of what God says about being healed Mm -hmm. because he already did it for us, Mm -hmm. right? Like you may be that prisoner. You just got to open the door and step in to that healing. Mm -hmm. And I have other scriptures here that I love bringing up because when I had nothing to turn to, that's the only comfort I had. Yeah. Not knowing if I was physically healed or not, Mm -hmm. but that's what brought comfort to my soul. Mm -hmm. And so there's scripture here that says we are healed by his stripes. And many of us know that one. Mm -hmm. Um, Because of your faithfulness, you are healed. And the other one I have is rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Mm -hmm. So listening to your language, right? Are you saying... I am healing, or are you saying I am healed, regardless mm-hmm. of how you feel? Mm-hmm. Or are you mm-hmm. saying flat out, I'm broken? And so often I hear people mm-hmm. saying that, and that's a great thing to confess, Absolutely. but that is not the place you're intended to live in and to claim and speak over yourself because. By the power of the tongue, you know, we bring life or death Mm -hmm. over a situation. And absolutely we do that in terms of our thoughts and in the direction, uh, the posture that our body takes Mm. for healing. Mm -hmm. If we're telling it that it's not well, it will actually submit to the authority (laughs) of our voice, of our words. And so... um, you know, I, I don't want to take part in that, I guess right. is, is ultimately what I'm yeah. saying, but I have. And so if you're like, oh yeah, that that's me. I've said that. Oh, yeah. I did too. It's part of the journey. What we're saying is how long have you been on the journey? Have you looked at where you're at today? Give me a percentage. Like your intuition knows, the Holy Spirit in you knows, where am I at? Okay, I'm at about 80%. Is it time now to start redirecting my language, um, my posture, but also my engagement of life and how I 
proceed. Um, am I getting ready for the promised land or am I like just getting ready for another turn around the wilderness? Because yeah, I, I'm not sure I'm ready to cross over yet because I don't know how that looks. I don't know if I have enough uh, strength or courage to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Circle the wilderness. But at some point, I know that God gives you the boot uh, and the kicker like, <laughs> to like actually go forward because that's his will and intention for yes. you. It's time to cross um, that that water and and actually walk in the promises that are available to you because you've you've done the work you've been on the journey and this is the destination yes for sure so when we're saying i am healing that has an intent of anticipation which is great mm-hmm. um but that's as if we're still waiting for it mm-hmm. in a sense so if we say that i am healed that's saying it is done that you acknowledge the scripture mm-hmm. what god has already done mm-hmm. on the cross for you, for me, mm-hmm. for all of us. Yeah, and you're engaging in that action. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I think often we um, we look at God as like someone, like uh, we're playing hide and seek. He's going to come find us, right? <laughs> Someday he'll find me and take me out of this. And really he's extending a hand, which requires you to take that hand, right. to take action and movement forward. And mm-hmm. so I think that's like one of the key things that I... I hope we communicate to anyone really going through this um, yeah. journey is that, you know, what is the movement that you're engaged in? Um, it's okay to linger somewhere to get the yeah. fullness of the benefit of whatever stage of healing or grief or forgiveness you're in. There's stages to all of that. Um, but what is the movement? How long have I lingered here? Has it been a little longer than... Um, I know, you know, you right. know when you, know. you hung out a little bit and your fingers are all pruny because you've been like hanging out, dipping in there. Uh, and when it's time to get out of the water and move on to the next stage, what's the movement in that for you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So um, also, are, I just want to ask the audience too, are you someone who sees the healing outside of you as if it's so far you can't reach it? Because where does God dwell God dwells around us, within us. Mm -hmm. And so if you recognize that you are healed, you won't feel so disconnected from God. That's good. So distant from God. Right. Yeah. And it's not something um, that you are going to earn. No. And that's where I think that, you know, as you were saying that, I just like picture this football field. It's like, okay, if I can get to the 10 or the nine or the 20, if I can get the first down, like Mm -hmm. then God will reward me with the, and that's not how healing works. Healing is a gift. It's not something, God's not transactional in that way. It's a matter of, Mm -hmm. am I taking the steps toward so that I can take his hand in this so that he can then pull me into this place the promised land, the place of wholeness and healing that I acquire as I grow closer to him. Mm -hmm. Because sickness uh, and disease cannot abide in his presence. They cannot exist in his presence. And so for us, ultimately in a journey of wholeness, we're pointing you uh, to Jesus. We're pointing you to God and your relationship with him and your reliance on him and your looking to him and your closeness with him, which we know will bring you to the wholeness that we talk about in journey, what does wholeness look like? Yeah. I can tell you what it tastes like. It's so sweet. <laughs> it I'll is. be honest too. When when I did receive a physical healing, I kind of felt guilty for it mm. because so many people aren't healed mm. the way that we hope. Right. And so... And why me? Right. Why, why mm-hmm. am I healed here on earth? 
-hmm. not in heaven yet. Mm -hmm. Like, why are we waiting for that? So, you know, God created us for a purpose. So once you're healed, when for me at least, Mm -hmm. I needed to live on purpose Mm -hmm. because we have a purpose. So we need to live on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And so what does that look like after the healing? Mm -hmm. In terms of journey, we talk about um, love God, love others and love ourselves. And Mm -hmm. And the scripture that that's based on says that we love others as we love ourselves, yeah. right? And so the healing journey really is um, learning how to love ourselves yeah. in a way that we're gentle and kind and patient um, with ourselves first so that we can do that. And so, you know, if our journey brings us to loving God because we understand his nature mm-hmm. and who he is and how he operates, then check. And then if we learn how to love ourselves in this process of actually giving ourselves the space and the time and the rest necessary to actually engage in the healing, then check. And then ultimately that should bring us to the place where we do. And as you were talking about like that guilty feeling Mm -hmm. uh, for me in moments where I have had uh, extreme duress in terms of um, my physical state. Um, being in that healing process made me much more aware of the people who were around me who were still on the journey Mm -hmm. and that who we can forget are still on that journey because chronic illness is long lasting and and it's um, ongoing. And so we can move on with our lives after healing from cancer or from, you know, some injury, but it made me more aware of those who have, are still on that journey to healing, Mm -hmm. but their journey, the, the, the uh, chronos portion of their healing mm-hmm. is much more extensive than what I had to endure. And there is this moment of, I, one, feel like I didn't see that clearly before because yeah. we just go on with our lives and really wanting to be more aware of that. But two, I know that you can get there and wanting to pass that message along to encourage those still on the journey. Yeah. Yeah. Offering some hope. Three, yeah. how do you do that? Yeah. For me, I'm a practical girl. Tell me how. Give yes. me the steps. Tell me exactly what to do. <laughs> yes. yes. And yes. so I really, that's where... Uh, I can't think of balance, heart, and mind now without thinking of Bountiful Harvest. Thank you, oh Pastor Scott. Yeah. Um, yes. I actually thought, oh, I think we need t-shirts. Just say Bountiful yeah. Harvest <laughs> and everyone. Will know. Um, but that's really where Journey Wholeness and really many of the resources available to us um, to engage in for our healing um, have been birthed from. Really, the people who are wanting to help you have been through some trouble themselves and they just want to pass along their knowledge, um, their experience, but also encouragement to keep going because it is possible. Yeah, and I think really that's one of the steps is to teach others, lead others, and you don't have to become a pastor to do that if if that's not your calling, but how can you do that on an everyday basis? Being intentional about that and the scripture said, go right? Mm -hmm. After you are healed, go. Get up and go. Get up and go. So that's what we need to do is we need to spread the word of God's love Mm -hmm. to everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's part of it. Also for the mamas out there, Mm -hmm. I was already leading a group um, during my healing. Yes. Um, So God had said, well, you might be doing that outside of your home, but you truly aren't doing that inside your home. Mm -hmm. And that was such a kind conviction Mm -hmm. because that's how God works. And so I became more intentional about how to teach my children. Mm. What does that look like? What does God look like Mm -hmm. and feel like? And what does he have 
for you what's in store. So I needed to become, um, I don't know what you'd call it, but I had to teach them how to be, I was discipling to my children. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But they're the first so, yeah. that we get to. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it made you realize that time is of the essence. Absolutely. That if you were going to make that type of yeah. surrender to God yeah. about heaven yeah. or earth, <laughs> It really makes you go, then let me make every moment count on this earth. Yes. And where do I need to do that? Oh, at home. At first. home first. Yes. If you want to change the world, start at home. Mother Teresa mm. um, hits you so deeply yeah. when you look at those kids around you. Yeah, you you actually start, uh, actually, I started treating my kids differently, a lot mm-hmm. differently. I became slow to anger, mm-hmm. where usually just a little, you know, tantrum would throw me off the wall mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. whoa what's really in your heart when you're squeezed girlfriend yeah. Like, yeah. Let's check it that's because great. you had yeah. actually engaged in loving yourself right and making time for yourself you were able to love better as well yeah even if it's at 4 45 a.m yeah yeah okay, okay. Get so yeah. <laughs> for, the, for the people who are listening who are like okay really what are what is that uh-huh. like the practicals the practicals on what, what do I do next? Yeah. Yeah. When I yeah, have like, engaged in yeah. So yeah. next steps, that's always what we want to end with. Like, okay, so now you've gotten this far. Again, movement. Right. What are those next steps? So talk about what were the things you realized like I this is what I needed to do to live in the healing that I had mm-hmm. just been blessed with. Yeah, I needed to evaluate my priorities. Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot about that at Life Church. Mm-hmm. So my priorities were uh, everybody else outside the home. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even God first. Although I was leading mm. a, a group, it wasn't even God first. Mm-hmm. It was the people I was serving. Mm-hmm. So God first, right? How can we spend time with God first? And for me, guys, I got four kids at home with a husband and two dogs and a yeah. cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a business owner yes. and a volunteer. So there's so many different things that we, that take our energy or that we provide. Mm-hmm. And so it's God first. Mm-hmm. I need to spend time with God mm-hmm. and get my heart in a, in a posture mm-hmm. of love. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that I, I love how you do it. Cause you encourage me as well. She literally sets up like, um, pockets of time yeah. where she's like oh, so cool. like when we're going over something like when can you meet and she's like well I have God right here <laughs> and like yeah. actually on her calendar so like actually and, yes. really black and white yeah. on the calendar and that's being great though. aware yeah. because I think um, the the sickness made you more attuned to your own body oh yeah it speaks to you and now you're able to recognize when it's telling you Okay, yeah. we do this time with God, but I need a little more right now. Definitely. And so again, where I wouldn't want or wish or like, you know, give you like a pocket of cancer, yet how that made you draw attention to the very thing that you were disregarding and yeah. and stuffing all of life into to bear without the kindness of actually spending time to give it rest and to give it time with God. For sure where being in his presence and changing that posture for yourself mm-hmm. really makes a big impact. And so spending time and making God priority then makes you mm-hmm. a priority. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I was going to speak about something you had kind of like triggered something in my mind that yeah. I forgot. But so the second mm-hmm. thing is putting yourself 
you know, second as a priority. And so I used to have like this schedule of, well, I have to do it this time, you know, and it become more, more of a ritual than just something natural. Mm. And I wanted more spiritual than a ritual. Yeah, I think it was mm. the being mm. more in tuned with your own body. Is yes, what you were yes. able to get. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it, the body speaks to you. And are you listening? Mm-hmm. Like, what what is that pain in your back, or you know, what is that lump in your throat that you're feeling? Are yeah. you mm-hmm. you know, do you need to release? Yeah. Emotion? Are you feeling fatigue? But yes. in the past, you've pushed past it. Right. Mm-hmm. Gonna plow through. Right. And then what did that make your body do in response? mm -hmm. And what are you going to do with it now that you notice? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So priorities, absolutely. Priorities. God, yourself and others. Yeah. What other things were? I would say I live very intentionally. So I have a lifelong goal to live a prosperous life. I always tease people wherever I go. I'm like, I'm going to be that 85 year old woman wearing cheetah heels. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I can see it. I I can see see it. it. (laughs) I could totally see it too. (laughs) So that means I need to put my my body as a priority. Yeah. And so I live intentionally. I choose to put certain things in my mouth, right? Like Mm -hmm. I want to eat good foods. It doesn't mean that I don't have cake or... Mm you know, things Mm. that aren't going to be so good for me. But I've switched my thinking of I get to eat this because I am healed. I have a healed body, not Mm. because, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get sick again if I eat this. Mm. So eating. (laughs) I can't like, like, oh, you can say (laughs) that again. Say that again. (laughs) Eating out of fear versus eating out of healed. Mm -hmm. Mm. You're still having anticipation if you're eating out of fear. So I know I was convicted too. Yeah, that's that's a big like, one for me because I just won't eat. Yeah. Well, I did. So then it's have one that. of these like, okay, it's we literally just said that it's better yeah. to eat something yep. than not. And yeah. Becky was saying that that's something that you've learned and something that you've yes. said and something that you operate under. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it just causes even more stress oh to my your goodness. body. Right. Yes. And how unkind mm-hmm. that is to, to withhold. And yeah. that's what we talk about in journey. It's not just the things that you do, the things you don't do that yeah. you need to pay attention to because um, that's where trauma comes from. Yes. So mm-hmm. are we incurring trauma on ourselves by right. how, what we're denying our bodies right. that are a necessity for it to function? Right. Um, and then are we doing that in the most kind way in that I know if I choose this, um, but I love how you said it. Like I'm, I'm going to eat that because I have been given the gift of this body, yes, and mm-hmm. this healing, and I want to preserve it. Oh yeah, for the long haul, because I know what the other side looks like, and I'm not living under that oppression mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, I have so good. Yes, I have some uh, mentors. You would not even think that they're 80 years old. Like a gentleman I can think of right now. He's well known in the community, and. Um, actually worked with Reggie White. So it's oh, pretty wow. cool. Yeah. yeah. But he, you wouldn't even know that he's 80. And he says that he needs to look for friends younger than him because some of them are, um, you know, having lots of different, you know, surgeries or, mm-hmm. and nothing, not saying anything about that, but let's be intentional here, right? Mm-hmm. Like how can we be intentional about living a long, prosperous life. You guys can think about all the people that lived in the Bible for so long. Yeah. 800 some years. What? (laughs) Yeah, that's my goal. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. 800 years. 80 years and cheetah heels. That's going to be your thing. Right, yes. Yeah, and I think another, like, what are next steps is, like, uh, that tending, right, that maintenance. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do I, if, if, 
negative effects come from toxins, traumas, and thoughts, Mm -hmm. then am I paying attention? What am I engaging in? Um, What am I reading? Um, Mm -hmm. What conversations am I having to help me then to maintain this? Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Tiffany just joined me on a intensive uh, and on the ride back and forth, we had our own mini um, (laughs) journey intensives in that we just addressed like, you know, what... um, what remains, right? Yeah. Is there any remnant? Is there any, um, you know, corner that got overlooked? Like we're just shining the light over our lives mm-hmm. on a continuous basis because we know that there are new things that happen. And so mm-hmm. for you, you've had a full circle and yes. then now you're fostering again. Yes. And so now we get to relook at that area yeah. in a completely different state, um, in a different place. Wow. Um, and tell us about that. Yeah. So it's the same kiddo. So when I first what yes yeah so the first time oh going in right I I was like okay bud I gotta give you away mm-hmm. I can't take this oh. anymore we were not equipped mm-hmm. uh, we were ready for as much as we were like mm-hmm. I'll I'll just be very transparent like we weren't ready but um, now we still foster the same kiddo and it's incredible to see the growth and the connection. Mm-hmm. And so now all of like my journey, I get to deposit that into his life, whether he wants to receive or not. That's with all of the kids, right? Mm -hmm. We're planting seeds. We are planting seeds and we may not see the full harvest. Right. So we need to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. We are planting and we're not always going to see the full harvest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk about uh, like God's love for you to like redeem that Mm -hmm. and to have this be an opportunity now after all that you've done Mm -hmm. and all of the work that you've put in. Like who would have ever thought? Like you could never, it doesn't even happen. Better than you can ask, think, or imagine because at that time and even through the process, you probably never thought that that was going to happen. It felt devastating to let go and trust. felt like a failure. Everybody else failed that person. And that's, I think, what the journey... But God. But God. But I think that's what the journey often brings us to in that God asks us, you know, are you going to surrender these things, trusting that I am the God of a thousand hills and that I can do everything and anything and what you are limited in, I can redeem and return to you and make... Um, so I, I love this scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, when someone trusts in God for salvation. So when I trust in God for salvation, my healing, my wholeness, yeah. uh, my redemption, right? The Holy Spirit indwells him. Mm. Like, like uh, I, I handed you this worry, concern, trouble, and you filled me up to the brim with your Holy Spirit, which has guided me and brought me to this place. And then it goes on to say, and he becomes a new creation, not like redone, not like it's a new creation, not returned to the old, right? Like that would have, that wouldn't have served me, but completely new incorporating all the things that you've been through to make you a fuller, highly designed, more efficient, productive, like all the things you can Mm. think of, but who relies on God um, to finish the work. And then Mm -hmm. it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. It's not coming. Mm -hmm. It has come. It's available to you, just like you were saying, besides you, around you, uh, in you. The old has gone. 
and the new is here. And I just love the strength in that scripture and that statement in that when you have gotten to this place in your journey, are you standing in that knowing, Mm -hmm. right? That knowing that is within you and rooted to your heels and in the ground and, and you cannot be moved because you know what God has brought you through, but you also know his promises and his nature, who he is and who you are in him. And you're walking fully holding on the reins of that. Like, I'm not letting that go. That's mine. And I won't be tempted or I won't be derailed or I won't be distracted from it again. And I think that's that's the work now, right? It's like, I'm holding yeah. on to this thing. I'm going to preserve it as long as I can yeah. because it tastes so good. And I'm not yeah. tempted by anything else uh, that wants to tempt me to turn to it instead. Right. So am I hanging on? I know we've said this so far. Am I hanging on to help? Am I hanging on to the process? Or am I holding on to the healing um, that Mm -hmm. has been extended to me? Like grab it, take it, um, and and preserve it um, in the ways that we've talked about today. Yeah, and I love how you talked about before just like being proactive, Mm -hmm. right? Like we we live in a, a, a place where everything is reactive. Mm-hmm. Our health is reactive. Like yep. if you get sick, you, you got to do something about mm-hmm. it. But what if we thought differently? Becky, I love how you talk about in the intensive. You're like, are you going to take the stairs this time? Or are you going to keep taking the slide? slide. <laughs> I do. I do say that. You know, it's a thought process. <laughs> right. You know, right. so are you going to start taking the stairs and be proactive about your body, mm-hmm. your mind, your finances, your spirituality? Mm-hmm. How can we be proactive? Mm-hmm. So that's yep. it's a that's different way to, to look at it, mm-hmm. but also it, like you said, it's an intentional way Absolutely. to look at it. And so, wherever you are in your journey, if you're just starting out, mm-hmm. like I, 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 I say, take a look at the mountaintop that you're headed toward. Even though mm-hmm. you may be dipping into the valley to deal with a few things that you need to address, just have a picture of that in your mind so that you recognize it when you get there. Yeah. And then yeah. start doing some inventories along the way. How close, like I, I know when I'm on a trip, I look at the map because I'm like, how many more hours how do we have to go? Am I? If I'm flying in the sky, I'm watching the flight tracker because I want to know like yeah. where, what state I'm over and how much longer it's going to be till I yeah. get there. And in the process of the journey, don't lose sight of the destination right? because there is a destination. And then what does it look like once I get there? Yeah. Um, I want to know all the things I'm going to eat and the things I'm going to like partake in and the trips I'm going to, you know, all yeah. the things yeah. where I'm going to stay. Just like that, plan your journey to healing in what does it look like and how will it be when I get to live it out? And how sweet it is. Like Tiffany, I love, I love that you said that because you're like, you can taste it, how sweet it is. Because when you've gotten to that point and you can see the full story, Mm -hmm. it it is so sweet. And I think just knowing that that's coming for people who are in the process and then even after you've gotten to that point right? to be able to recognize that. And then like we've talked about before, being able to delight in it, Mm -hmm. you know, and live Mm -hmm. intentionally with it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, thank you. Um, It's so inspiring. I love hearing it. I love like having these conversations. So yeah, I also wanted to just add a little bit here too with, with God, Uh, you know, when we're always asking for the healing, uh, sometimes, at least for me, I was starting to feel like I was trauma bonding with God in a sense. So like, mm. yeah. So I looked at God as like, you are going to heal me, right, God? And then I forgot about praying for everything else. Mm. And so when you when you cross over 
into that prosperous life that God has for you. Um, Well, even in your hurt, he has a prosperous life for you. But asking God to help you have a relationship with him outside of your trauma, outside of your need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just had to bring that up because we have a relationship with God a certain type of relationship uh, when we are looking for something, mm-hmm. when we have an unmet need. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what does it look like when all of your needs are met? What does it look like when you are pain-free? Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. do you walk away then from that relationship right. interaction or are you going to continue it for the It's a goodness? new relationship. Yeah. It's totally new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and there's so much mm-hmm. more there than right. just him answering that prayer. Right, That's leaving good. room for exploration wow. mm-hmm. with God in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank well, you. Yeah. Well, it was really fun having you on the show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Pastor Becky. Oh, yes, yes of course. course. Always. <laughs> <laughs> always so much goodness. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You guys, if you want to be a facilitator, you just have to be like, you know, you just be in Becky's presence and you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shameless plug. Something. You yeah. can become a journey <laughs> to wholeness facilitator. Ooh, yeah. And yeah. charcuterie boards. <laughs> and charcuteries. That makes everything better. And well, actually, I was going to comment, though, because we we did mention the journey to wholeness intensives mm-hmm. a few different times yeah, throughout yeah. the episode. And I know, Becky, you mentioned that um, journey to wholeness is a 12-week course. Yes. But... But Wait, there there's is. more. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because yes. the intensives is something, I guess you can speak to it better than I can. Yeah, the mm-hmm. intensives yeah. Are, is a condensed format. It's mm-hmm. over a couple of days and covers most of the topics of Journey to Wholeness, but in a much more personal mm-hmm. uh, way. And if you're someone who's highly motivated and you're just ready to get to the root of um, the, it's facilitated in a way that really focuses on your story and addressing that at a rapid pace. Mm-hmm. And so if you feel like you're up to the challenge and we say you buckle your seatbelts, it's intense, yeah. then we encourage you to sign up for one. Um, it really is life-changing. Uh, and even after doing an intensive, I, I feel like sometimes we just need um, progress yeah. um, for us to be uh, motivated to take the 12 week course and mm-hmm. really start doing the fine tuning, the real, um, the breadth of the work in a 12 week course. Um, so even some of, uh, the ladies that, uh, were in the intensive with, um, Tiffany and I mm-hmm. have signed up for that 12 week course. Yeah. yeah. So oh, it's really awesome. exciting. Oh, that's right. You yes. can see half one of them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, and then we get excited <laughs> to be able to journey with you. And so that's it, what you're hearing us yeah. delighting over. Hearing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, just the, the the care that you guys have for each person that walks through Journey to Wholeness is so, like, it's so much from God yeah. in transferring that to them, in, in giving hope and yeah. sharing that there is a way to get whole healing. And I know we talked about I am healed, yeah. but even just going through that process yeah. and encouraging people, it's so good. For sure. yeah, it then, tastes good. It does. <laughs> it tastes so sweet. We hope you enjoyed this episode in our How Do I series. Do you have a question that you'd like us to address on the podcast? Email us at becky at j2wholeness.org. Comment and like this podcast and make sure to follow us on Instagram at j2wholenessgb. Thanks for joining us on The Whole Podcast, a production of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to help you feel equipped to face life's challenges. To learn more, visit our website at j2wholeness.org the letter J, number two, wholeness.org. For more information about online courses, in-person groups, intensives, and retreats.